That reminds me of a student did a presentation for me on fat phobia, and they talked about um, intuitive eating, which mm. is just not eating schedule, but eating when your body tells you you're yeah, hungry. that you're hungry. And that's I was like, boom, breakthrough. Like, yeah. <laughs> do people not do that normally? I, I think, feel like I'm always eating when well, I'm hungry. Here's the thing. Yeah. I don't know, like, if people are just used to eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, mm. and so they don't allow them to have snacks in between sometimes. Yeah. Or they say, oh, I'm hungry, but I need to wait till dinner, right? Yeah. And I'm a person that eats one meal a day. Oh, which is wild. But, but That's and, a whole other podcast. And generally, but generally, I don't have, like, sensations of hunger, but when I do, before the meal I eat, mm-hmm. I think about that student that gave this presentation, and I think your body's hungry. So, yeah, go eat. So, go do you allow yourself to eat most times? Hmm. Yeah, that's that's true. Like one day, like I usually don't eat breakfast, and one day I woke up and I was really hungry. I was like, "But I don't eat breakfast." Mm. And then I was like, "But you're hungry. Go <laughs> eat." <laughs> Good, you came back. Welcome to Fat Phobia Part Two. We left off discussing social media and fat phobia. So hey, let's listen back in. As you might imagine. There was an article by Clark that discussed how like social media platforms filter out posts mm-hmm. by stigmatized groups, concentrating and only normalizing people of certain weights. So people that are thinner are going to get, you know, uh, they're going to rise top to the algorithm and their posts are going to be seen more mm-hmm. versus people that are like physically unattractive, quote unquote, or have some sort of disability, like mm-hmm. visible disability or um, are obese, they're going to filter them to the bottom so they won't get as many likes and shares and views and all of that stuff. So social media can sometimes make that worse. Girl, I don't know. When, when we reached 2050 and everybody got a robot, like in the movie iRobot, which y'all, whether it's Apple or Android, <laughs> this is when I'm terrified because, yo, AI is racist and sexist and homophobic and clearly fat phobic as well ableist all of it all of it oh my gosh all of it and i think what's also crazy is we tend to see content that shames other people's choices Mm. so shout out to wayne garris hubby who showed me or re-showed me the video about the low vibration plates right like remember homegirl had this plate full of food and she like was like, oh, that's a low vibration plate. That's not a plate for a queen. So show like shaming people's food choices oh. online too, right? So because of all of these things, weight stigma is associated with worse health. So that's worse executive functioning, chronic disease, elevated cortisol. So that's the stress hormone that you were talking yeah. about from your PhD program. Like after you hear statements about yourself or statements about weight, it causes all of these, like, um, it, it's associated with all of these poor health outcomes, yeah. including hypertension, so that's high blood pressure, high sugar levels, and high fat levels in your blood. So essentially, it's making it worse. Hearing bad things about your weight <laughs> is making all your health worse. So that does not help. We don't know the cause, like what is the, the cause of it, but we do know that they're associated with each other. And what scientists think is that hearing all of those th- things makes you want to avoid exercise makes you want to eat more or eat in an unhealthy pattern mm, mm. and engage in harmful health um, behaviors like depressive symptoms and excessive dieting that comes with all of that. Because if you think about seeing a fat person exercise, right? Mm. Like you're not, your, your brain is not thinking, oh, this goes together. Like mm. fatness and fitness goes together. So they they want to avoid 
you seeing things jiggle and move and while they're running and exercising, doing all those things, they want to avoid those things, right? Um, So it contributes to this kind of like cycle. There's a a quote from a memoir I like called uh, Happy Fat. It's a memoir by Sophie Hagen. Sophie says, so for a fat person going to a gym or running in the park or doing exercise in place with people can be anxiety inducing because you are so on display doing something that's considered uncharacteristic. Mm-hmm. Think about what goes through your mind when you see a person of a larger size exercising. Um, you know, the same article, the same article by Clark pointed out that social media actually could help do some good. So, oh, you know, social good. media is problematic because of the algorithms and, you know, very, um, very thin people are going to be at the top of the algorithms, but actually it might help to do some good too, because of the movements of body positivity, the fat sphere and health at every size, um, have been prominent on social media. So body positivity or BOPO, um, movement began on social media, but has its roots in the 1960s at an acceptance feminist movement kind of roots. And it meant to defy the patriarchy and stated that the feminine, the female body will not conform to a certain look. And it's actually that body positivity movement has actually been shown to lower negative affect and raise positive affect, which just means positive feelings among college students mm-hmm. versus like thinspiration social media mm-hmm. content. Have you heard of this like thinspiration? I have heard of thinspiration. Yeah. Yeah. It's a problem. Yes. Right. Just seeing these people that are like barely have any muscle or fat or anything on them being people's inspiration for body. Yeah. Yeah. Inspiration and to me like fit, fit, fit spell, fit Mm. and spell. Mm -hmm. It's all problematic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially when these, these people are not real, (laughs) but more importantly, like, right. Like we, we have to focus on health and being healthy and not necessarily being these idealistic versions of what humans should look like when they're super doctored on their their um, social medias and they're like airbrushed to be this thin, teeny tiny people when that's not the case. Yeah. It's just terrible. That Well, and you also saying like that's not the case and be terrible. I just wish like bigger emphasis was on happy Mm-hmm. Um, and that we didn't attach that to body, like body size or this, like how you mm-hmm. said, like this idealistic body that's actually airbrushed or mm-hmm. things like that, right? But I think like because of the stigma around it, we just can't be fat and happy. We can't be fat and happy. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, although take fat back has <laughs> been a whole other movement where people have tried to take the word fat back like a reclamation of sorts. People are who are fat and promoting health without a focus on weight loss. Because mm-hmm. generally the two go together. If you're fat and you want to be happy, then you should be actively trying to lose weight constantly. And instead, this take fat back is essentially being fat and working on your fitness. Because fitness, like we said, is important. But not necessarily like, I'm trying to be a size zero, zero. Right? Like just actually focusing on moving your body and being fit and being happy and healthy. You know, one of the parts for me, and I said it earlier, right, fat is not a slur. Mm-hmm. But if I'm, it's kind of, I feel like, you know how the how white, how there's jokes about white people. Saying not, the N-word? No. Oh. No, girl. Oh. You jumped. That took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> there's a joke about, like, when white people are trying to describe a person, they'll 
try to avoid saying black like the person in the red shirt with the black hat and it's like why didn't you just say the black person <laughs> like, one of those. i think like i still hesitate to describe someone as oh it's the fat person wearing the red shirt yeah who's black and so and alternatively like if somebody described you as fat would you like think that was positive my exactly my point so how would you where are you on how you would describe someone else or call someone i don't think i would ever call anybody else fat because it's still it's like one of those things that i was just about to say with the n-word it's like maybe you know if you identify in that group you can call yourself that but Mm. like you know what i mean like if you're not firmly in that group maybe you should leave that word alone So firmly, I'm, I love firmly in that group. Firmly in that group. But I might say to like a, I might say to my husband, right? Oh my gosh! But it was it's generally disparaging. Like, oh my gosh, I look so fat in this, or I'm a fat girl, or I'm a big girl, or something like yeah. that. Maybe less disparagingly, but I don't think I would describe myself as that to anybody else. Yeah, but and I, wouldn't I, want to be described. But I'm my point is going further. Would you ever describe someone as fat, I like would never. as a marker? Mm-hmm. So and I because I heard you say a phrase. You said somebody in a large body or something. Well, some what of the research said? will phrase large it different person. ways. Okay. Individuals living in larger bodies. Which which my and uh, my master's program, I had bless her, one of my favorite people in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, my teacher for our multicultural class said referred to like people of color. I don't, I don't even know, beyond that, marginalized folks as people of diverse identities or some some shit, which was sounded like well-intentioned, but also so frou-frou, like, baby girl, just say it. Just say it. <laughs> just say it. Like, you're trying to be so tender and liberal with it that it's like... <laughs> yeah, you said 500 words yes. and you could have like said, like, Like, you're doing two. the most. <laughs> Like, come up with some, this. Not well, him. I feel like Southwest says people of size because you need to buy two tickets. Other people say individuals living in larger bodies. People, other people say fat, right? Other people say elevated BMI. Like, there's so many things. Mm. And some of it is just like euphemisms. Yeah. But how, how would you call somebody fat? So I think what I tend to say is, um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Uh, trying to think of what I've because I've said this in class and stuff before um, someone who someone who's larger I think of larger size mm. um, see I don't know because I think in my mind I haven't taken fat back I haven't like yeah. to me it isn't positive still and that's that's the work that we all need to do right like so it would be difficult for me to say something negative about somebody somebody that something that I think is negative yeah. my, my issue is I don't see it as a slur but that don't mean you don't see it as like other people right and so I'm like oh yeah that fat yeah, if you that, call that, me that fat per- we're fighting yeah that fat person and they're like excuse me what <laughs> and I'm like oh yeah it's you're fat it's cool and they're like, <laughs> like like right that's it's not that I don't believe right it's that I just like when you don't they, know where they, everybody else yeah, is exactly. they might on not their have journey, the and 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 also they might not experience me experience me as as you said it firmly in that group. <laughs> Correct. Therefore, they're like, "Well, we're gonna toss your skitty ass. Yeah. And you think we're fat? Exactly. Correct. And so, listen. <laughs> so what you'll say, person of larger? You said no. I just say a uh, larger person. Size. I think I say larger person. Larger or this person, person was bigger. I I would say this person was bigger in size. 
I don't know what I, I'm saying. Listen, don't call me any of it. Any of it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how I. I'm gonna be the you. fit pregnant person. I'm trying to think of how I describe. Yeah, I would you. love to hear that because you never know how people talk about you I don't when think you're not I there. Really try to describe your body. I think I, I, if I ever have, it's like I would say on the thicker side. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what mom would say. That's who we should have had on here. My, oh, she's the worst. <laughs> I, I view myself as thick. I view you and mom as the same size, but mom is shrinking a little bit. She's shrinking. That's why I need to hurry up and do this program. Because she's my mother. Is small, my six-year-old mother is smaller than me. Okay. But you know, old people shrink as they get yeah, older. Yeah, and that's what's happening. But she's now. actually losing weight, though. Like, she, like, yeah. is working out and doing stuff. Good for her. Uh, um. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, yeah. And how does your son describe your size? Do you know? I think he thinks I'm completely normal, which is oh, fantastic. Oh, that's, that's great. That's amazing. But I do remember when he was um, working out or when he was swimming, somebody said that his dad was fat. Someone told him that. <laughs> yeah, one of the little oh, kids. I'm sorry, it's not funny, but it's funny. One of the kids. In and a I negative remember, way, I assume. Yes. Or just in an And I remember way. it pissed him the fuck off. <laughs> he was like, what? Because he was, he had to be like four or five. I mean, he was young. He was maybe, maybe six at the most. No, I don't think he was six. I think he was like four or five. Right. And he was ready to fight this little kid. Like, did you, what did you say about my dad? Right. Um, so I think, I think he thinks of himself as small, me as medium, and his dad as large, like small, medium, large. Right. I wonder what he thinks of me. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. But, Pretty soon he's going to be fitting your clothes, so he's you know, probably going to think you guys are the same. You know what? One thing we didn't really discuss, but I'm curious, because mm-hmm. your son made me think of this, like us talking about your son, is like choices with food specifically. Mm. Because while I don't know how your son be seeing y'all, be seeing us, but I will never forget a conversation we had, because I think you had just had a conversation with him about healthy food choices. <laughs> about McDonald's? Yes. Yeah. And he was like, and I remember him saying to me, like, Bubby, are you sure you want to eat that? And I almost said, yeah, I'm sure. Leave me alone. Like, you live y'all choices in your household and let me live mine. I have to say, we are, I am a McDonald's hater. Like, I just have vehemently am not on that bandwagon. But as I was telling you earlier, I really think fast food is a class issue. Mm. Right? And um, I don't know enough about this to, like, talk about it, like, extensively. But I feel like people in my socioeconomic class yeah. don't eat that kind of fast food. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Sure. You don't eat McDonald's. Sure. And I'm like, definitely not in your <laughs> Like, you don't class. eat McDonald's. I, I would rarely, I, like... I, I'm getting the body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. We don't get that, as we've said. Right? Like, you wouldn't eat at McDonald's. And, and I don't know. Maybe it's also different because we're vegetarian. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of those places didn't even have options until recently. So maybe people in my class do eat it and I just don't know, like they're rushing, but generally like it's looked down upon, right? Like if you're eating fast food like Mm, that, especially that kind of fast food, whereas everything is fast food now. So it doesn't actually matter, but to say like you're eating McDonald's, like, you know, like who does that kind of thing? But yeah, so he was very, we were very strongly against McDonald's. I remember, I remember. Yeah, but there are other ways, right? Like by if he goes back and eats another plate, I feel like I police him about it because I don't want him to be fat. No, I I remember y'all used to be very portion control. I'm very crazy about portion control. Y'all used to preach that, which 
you know, I wish I came from a family that had preached portion control just so that I would know the concept and like <laughs> I would stop eating when I'm full rather than being like eating everything on your plate. And mm. also like instead of like being like, ooh, I desire that for serotonin, but yeah. I'm not actually satiated, right? <laughs> because this is where I stopped Noom, girl, when they're like, okay, get your regular plate, whatever, but practice not not, fi- not finishing Ooh. it. And I said, baby. And I, I think especially from families that are, have been food scarce, like before, mm, it's yeah. difficult to like not finish, but I just don't want him. And that's, this comes from a place of fear, really, mm. that I don't want him to be fat yeah i'm just gonna say it like i think that's hard because i'm like i don't want him to face the discrimination i don't want him to face the health issues like all of the things that i associate with being fat right that you associate that i associate with being fat like i'm like if you eat multiple plates like you keep going and going and going you don't know when to stop then you're gonna be fat and that's really bad i mean i'm admitting that but that's like what's happening in the back of my head i don't want him to be fat for multiple reasons, right? Like in your class, I'm a pediatrician, yeah. right? Like it's not a good look, <laughs> right? Um, Ooh, but also, oh, he's vegetarian now, and soon he won't be, right? And so I want Wait, him. He's, he's not going to be because he's going to make his own. Choices. He's going to make his own he's choices. Me. Oh, I know he's going to choose me, <laughs> and so I want him to do it in a way that's not overindulgent. Do you think because he's been a vegetarian this long, he's going to indulge at least in the beginning? I think in the beginning he probably will. Yeah. And then he'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Been there, done that. Um, Yeah. Well, here's the thing then. I'm going to be like, hey. And I might still be on this diet thing that I'm doing. I'm, and I'm going to be like, hey, little homie. You nephew. get one cheat day. I'm going to be like, hey, little homie, nephew. Go ahead, get that second plate. Oh, you want a third? Oh my God. See, that's my nightmare. Exactly. We're going to work through this discomfort. You'll be okay. (sighs) Moving forward, like, how do we actually solve this problem? Like, you know, you and I always talk about like policy and the structural issues that exist, right? So there have been some calls for anti-weight discrimination policy and weight bias trainings. We all know how we feel about trainings on bias, but there has been at least one or two states that have proposed legislation that have codified weight-based discrimination as illegal, um, and that's Massachusetts. And then another, Michigan actually passed this law into policy that says you cannot discriminate on some um, based on their weight. And so I think we still have a really long way to go to actually change public perception, to change the medical field and thinking about fitness versus fatness and you know policy and law but i think it's a step mm-hmm. um on the medical field i think it would require a radical cultural shift to not think about bmi and every time i see a patient to talk to them about like working on fitness i talk about you know i care about this because i want you to be fit not because i want you to look a certain size because mm. um, i don't care about that i want them to be moving their bodies i want them to be able to do all the things that like kids should be able to do right but what do you think how can we in this fat phobic society and make it more fitness friendly yeah i think the medical field has a lot to do <laughs> a lot of work to do and i say that because i, I think right a lot of these messages in my mind mm-hmm. right have been perpetuated by the medical field mm. and it's like just blame us 
I mean, y'all deserve it. <laughs> y'all do a lot of problematic shit. Uh, and this just happens to be one, one of the many. Uh, but I think, like, right, when it comes to BMI charts, uh, patient interaction, I mean, you just gave that stat about 18%. I know. Right? And so you have, that has to be affecting the medical care that they're giving to people, mm-hmm. at least the lens in which they're speaking to those people with, right? And so I think... Um, training would be helpful because um when i think of fatness and body size i automatically think physical health and i guess right i shouldn't link those two Mm. necessarily together and when i say i think physical health it's like something's wrong or this is going to impact it in a Mm. negative way Mm -hmm. and so i think right that research that you shared earlier uplifting those stories Mm -hmm. uh, i think harm reduction and talking more about harm reduction right yeah because if we reframe the conversation that like hey the harm isn't you being fat (laughs) right the harm is the cardio in general is cardiovascular disease so how do we reduce the possibility of that harm is as you said is moving it's not about your body size exactly right that's a different message and that might also empower people to move their bodies when right. I think about, I feel like I'm summarizing, but when I think about the also article that you shared with quoting that person, right? Yeah. Like uh, their experience in the gym. So if we like kind of undo those stigmas, like, I think that's boosting that kind of research, telling yeah. those stories, um, uh, building awareness in those ways. I also think that weight discrimination pieces that certain states are trying to do is like huge. Like I think these are big and key things yeah. Uh, that we can do. And I think like uplifting fat people as beautiful. Yeah. Is is part of it. Um uh America's next top model used to be problematic as well used to be, I'm sure it still is, but when you look at past clips, there's like people saying like, "Oh, she won't make it cuz she's too fat." Mm. And all that stuff. Um and like fat fat is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, I think like it's a multi-layered approach, as is everything. Yeah, um, but- and I mean it's interesting because people, a lot of people hate fat people, and like to the point where like when you think about Lizzo, for example, mm. who embraces her body, mm-hmm. embraces, and I did a Peloton ride with Lizzo, so she, she's like Pelotoning. Yes, but yet people are just like repulsed, right, and yeah. don't think that she's beautiful and don't think she's talented because of what she looks like, and I think that is just crazy that is just craziness like yeah who the fuck cares make your millions girl like do what you want to do and she did and is clearly yes yeah i mean i don't know i feel like we we sometimes hate hate on a the things we we judge right the things that we're like oh that person's so different from me and they're bad for all of these reasons and we try to like lump people into certain categories because maybe we're scared ourselves right Mm -hmm. we see something in ourselves that makes us not so different from those people and actually have misjudged those people or whatever but i just think there's so much work to do and i feel like i'm guilty of it too like when I see things, I don't call out. Like whenever I see a movie with my son, mm. I'm calling out all the gender and the sexism mm. and the racism. But I don't necessarily see, you know, this like fat character come out on a cartoon and be like, that is also fat phobic. Yeah. So I think 
for sure there's going to be a cultural shift that needs to happen. I surely hope so. Can I say one more thing? Because what you made me think of is like um, when we talk bad about our own bodies, because I've been, now that I have a partner or whatever, um, I I think about the way in which I talk about myself Mm. and what messages that sends about the way I think about him. Right. So like even if like he thinks I think he's beautiful, which I tell him and I think he is, but I but like we are uh, let's say that if we're a similar body size and I'm talking shit about my body, Mm. therefore he would be like, oh, well, there has to be something wrong with my body, too. Right. Right. And even if I don't see him as that way. Yeah. um, So I think. Because I've become more cognizant about the ways in which I'm not gentle with myself or mm. don't love myself, and that's my stuff to work through. Mm-hmm. But how also when we do down uh, downgrade ourselves or you know um, critique ourselves, like the message that that sends to others, and I can only imagine for folks with kids mm-hmm. or with partners or with anyone, like social learning, that's what social learning is. Mm-hmm. Them watching you mm-hmm. degrade yourself, mm-hmm. and that's. They're, they're making inferences about their own bodies based on how we're treating ourselves. So, uh, and inherently and, their worth, right? I, period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Bye. Bye. And as always, stay bold. bold.